Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report Vaccine Report, and this is Dr. Lee for America, your physician host, here with our international team, Dr. Mike Eden from the UK and a former pharma executive who has been a courageous whistleblower since the fall of 2020 warning about the dangers of the experimental gene therapy COVID shots, and Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe from Sweden, and our patriot businessman warrior, Andrea Klavich from Croatia, who has been actually looking at the regulatory authorities and working in Croatia to hold them accountable for their failure to provide proper safety and distribution and quality oversight to protect the public. All the way around, we have an amazing team helping to bring you the truth about the COVID shots against the lies and deceptions of big pharma, big media, big tech, the vaccine manufacturers and distributors, and the globalists who have unleashed this on humanity. And we want to talk today about several important points. Number one, you're hearing a lot of the official sources, those that are tooting the government narrative and the globalist narrative, that correlation does not mean causation. And they're talking about the fact that even though the CDC and the European Medicine Association Regulatory Authority and the Swedish authorities and the UK authorities and the Croatian authorities are all seeing the staggering rise in deaths and complications from the COVID shots or after the COVID shots, they are all saying, oh, well, Correlation doesn't mean causation. We don't see any signals of risk. That is absolutely preposterous. And Dr. Eden has some thoughts on that, as does everyone on our team. But in addition, we want to talk about a study that didn't get much media attention at all, and obvious reasons. This was a study by very prominent German, top German scientist, and published in a prestigious German peer-reviewed medical journal, 
in November 2022 and brought out by Steve Kirsch in March of 2023 in his newsletter, but the public still isn't getting the message that this this incredibly important German study that's been covered up basically proves that the COVID vaccines kill people. And we're going to talk more about that and how it ties in with what Dr. Yeadon and all of us have been saying, along with Dr. Sukhred Bhakti, leading immunologist in Germany, and many of us physicians in the, in the United States that have been speaking out about this and seeing the damage in our patients. And we're going to talk about how the COVID shots trigger the body to make strange foreign invading proteins that the body recognizes as an attacker and then starts to defend itself. And that leads to damage to the own, our own body organ, organs. And we will talk more about that. So lots to discuss today. And if you want archives on all that we've been doing, they're archived on America Out Loud Talk Radio, and they're archived at www.whistleblowerreports.org. And you can catch all of the previous shows that we've done on these critical topics that affect your health and well-being. So with that, let's go to Dr. Yeadon. And welcome, Dr. Yeadon. Thank you for being with us again today. Your comments on this absurd idea from the regulatory authorities that correlation doesn't mean causation. Well, what do you what do you say to that? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, great to be here again and to be able to speak uh, through your platform to, to your audience. Um, what I would say is that this this idea of uh, correlation and the question as to whether because two things, the vaccines and injuries or deaths, because they are related, are they necessarily causative and they don't have to be uh, the classic one i remember being taught at school was that there is a correlation between the number of uh, fire engines or fire tenders sent to a fire and the size and the amount of damage now when no one is suggesting that the fire engines is what causes the damage of course they're both related to a second a third factor called the size of the fire a big fire, you end up with a huge number of fire engines and a massive de- uh, injury bill or insurance bill. So that's a clear case where correlation is not causation. The fire engines are not causing the damage. Uh, but in the case of the vaccines, the authorities are saying because there is um, a, a sharp rise in a variety of illnesses and deaths everywhere where the mass vaccination was rolled out, they're saying mm, that's just the fact that it's correlated doesn't mean it's causative. What I would say to, to your listeners is this. That's true. Correlation is not always causation. But here's the key point. Where there is causation, there will be correlation. So if you work it back the other way, if it turns out that the vaccines were doing something, then this is the pattern you would expect to see. And what happens is when you see arise in reports like this, the the authorities are obligated to look closely to see if in fact it's like the fire engines and it's just not related, or is is it related? And it has been looked at, there are publications. And um, what, what, there was a gentleman called Dr. Bradford Hill some time ago, and he came up with a bunch of 
criteria, um, requirements, as it were, to, to be able to distinguish irrelevant correlation or actually something being causative. For example, if death occurs after the vaccine, uh, rather than before it, then you know it could be causative. So it's the wrong way round. If you've got time ordering, I was vaccinated later. I developed a neurological symptom or myocarditis. So the time ordering is one. Another is um, dose relatedness. So if, if things occurred more after the second jab or a booster than after the first jab, that would meet one of the criteria. They're common sense. All of these are absolutely common sense. Is there plausibility? That is, if you looked at that, would you think mm, that this or that could happen? And I am famously one of two co-authors on a paper before any of these vaccines had emergency use authorization. And we, we listed a number of concerns. And all of the ones that have been tested so far are, have come true. So it was plausible for, for certain experts, not many perhaps, to look at it and think that's a real problem. So there, there is published information where someone has formally and rigorously applied these, these criterion, the Bradford Hill criterion, and they see, this is the key point, there are 10 of them in this, there are 10 of these criterion. Uh, and the CDC accepts as um, proof of causation if five of those criteria are met by the data. I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, all 10 Bradford Hill criteria are met in the VAERS or yellow card data. In other words, it's unequivocal that the signals are a causative, that the vaccines are causing the things that are, are occurring afterwards. And the thing that's maybe difficult for you in, out there in, in the public to believe is the degree of corruption involved. Uh, our regulators are, are literally looking the other way uh, because someone has uh, either paid them or threatened them to, to not do their job. So I'll take a pause uh, but that, that's where we are. Uh, these vaccines are injuring people that are being reported through the adverse event reporting systems, and they are uh, meeting the tests of causation, as we predicted. But your authorities are not looking after us anymore. You, you have to look past these people. Andrea, want to add to that, I agree with you, Dr. Eden, and I think it's, it's more nefarious, perhaps, than... Um, just that they are asleep at the wheel. I think they are choosing to ignore that the Bradford Hill criteria are met. And we'll post Correct. those. If you'll send me the, the, uh, the link to the 10, we'll post them in the show notes for the public to yep, look at. I'll do that. Yep. Uh, Andrea, your, your comments. Well, um, I saw a letter uh, when um, from Florida uh, General... Uh, uh, Joseph Ladapo, uh, yes, when he said and asked about increasing of 1,700% of adverse events in Florida, and he was asking at CDC how to comment this, and they said that uh, the same thing, the same letter, what I saw from CDC to Dr. Ladopa, uh, the same letter I received here in Croatia. It seems to they are learning on the same place how to make answers. And this answer doesn't have any sense because they never answered the question. They always explaining what they done. They was explaining that is not possible, but they're not really answering the question. And I had interview with uh, Sonia uh, Elijah, 
and she was making uh, uh, she was uh, um, looking through European Medical Agency Public Safety Update Report for the that's number three. That's first six months of 2022, and uh, she was covering mostly uh, children under age of 17. And she really uh, find a staggering information. But of course, this uh, preview, uh, this uh, update was done by Pfizer-BioNTech. That means people who are selling billions of dollars of some product, they are controlling their own product, safety of their own product. This is something that doesn't make sense. But they conclude that everything is okay. And even for the children, children who died after vaccination, they said that it's not causation. And of course, they didn't done autopsies. And if they done autopsies, they don't have results. That's, it's obvious that they are lying. Look, you, ha- you need to have only common sense to see they are really doesn't want to admit it because they, they are really included in a huge crime and they know it. You cannot say as a, some company who, who, who is so specialized in something or has so, lots of money and influence says, we know that something is not done, but we don't have a proof because we're not looking for proof. They're not making autopsies. And this is something what's really show them that, that, that they know what they are doing. Well, I think you're exactly right. And to Dr. Yeadon's point about the fact that um, the causation criteria from the Bradford Hill paper, if we go to the Schwab, the Schwab paper from the German group, which included the top German pathologist, who is one of the top 100 pathologists in the world, what they found was that all of the patients that they did autopsies on who had died after the vaccine, they died within two and a half days of the shot. And their point was that that if, in fact, this was not a causative connection, you would have seen it distributed over the full 20 days that was the average in based on mm-hmm. other studies. And they were they had taken their subjects, the, the bodies that they examined after death in pathological analyses, which were very comprehensive. They they kept the patients within a 20-day window, but the deaths were clustering in the first 2.5 days. So that goes to the point of a very close correlation that does isn't supported by other causes. And in addition to that, they, they also found that, that there was a specific hallmark cause of damage to the heart following in, in all of the patients who died after the COVID shot. And, and that was go, it, that goes to the point that Dr. Eden has made so often about non-self versus self proteins and the effects. So we'll be talking about all of this in as we go through today's show. But Dr. Gilthorpe, you've been seeing 
aspects of this in your work covering what the Swedish authorities are doing or not doing? Uh, yes, Dr. Lee, thank you for having me on the show again today. It's great to talk to the audience and be here with Mike and Andrea. Um, yeah, I, am, I, I would just remind people also, if, if you look at the US data for VAERS, and that's nicely available through something called Open VAERS, where you can get a version which is much easier to understand. Uh, if you look at reproductive health there, that the number of stillbirths and miscarriages increased dramatically after the introduction of the mRNA vaccines. And if you there look, there is also reports of miscarriages or stillbirths in the number of days after the injection was given. And the vast majority of yeah. miscarriage and stillbirth happened on day zero, so the day of the vaccination. So, I mean, for me, that gives you both um, correlation and causation in the, in the same. So the data is there. It's just that the authorities are ignoring the signals that they are staring them blindly in the face or, or slapping them around the face. Um, so th there's, a, there's definitely a common agenda from the author um, authorities, the regulators, to uh, ignore any uh, signals of vaccine damage that are, are out there, uh, to my mind. Well, and that goes to another aspect of it as well. The question everybody should be asking, the public should be demanding answers, and physicians and scientists as well, and businesses, because we're seeing a staggering rise in disability claims. People can go and look at Edward Dowd's data that he's been publishing both on Twitter and Substack and, uh, and in many talks, yeah. that the disability claims in the working age population have been skyrocketing. So the question yes. everyone should be asking is why, for example, with the swab paper showing the, this high rate of deaths on autopsies in people who got the shot, why, is, why did that only appear two years after the shot rolled out? Why were there no autopsies being done in the entire United States on these sudden death patients, except for times when families were adamant and pushed to get in and paid for independent autopsies. The U.S. is definitely interfering. I mean, the hospitals across the U.S. are definitely making it difficult for there to be any autopsies. So by failing to require autopsies in these sudden death cases, of people who've been vaccinated, particularly those who got one or two boosters or more, and then died suddenly at home in their sleep, particularly young people. The fact that they're not doing autopsies and have not been since 2021 in itself should tell you that there's a deliberate cover-up if they're preventing autopsies from being done. And so the question for the public to think about is, has anybody proposed a more likely explanation for these deaths than the COVID shot? And I don't think they have. No, Dr. Lee. And uh, so I'll just give you a reflection here from my professional research area, which is uh, motor neuron disease or ALS. Uh, in the US, it's more commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease because that famous baseball player who you all know was um, died very sadly of ALS. So, it's a neurodegenerative disease, which means that it affects neurons in the brain. 
which die and and once they die their function can't be replaced because neurons the ones that you get when you you're born or at least when you when you develop into adulthood are, are the ones that you have for your whole life and this specifically targets something called motor neurons which control the muscles in the body and if they die then the muscles waste away and um you ultimately die typically from uh, inability to breathe or from lung infections because the breathing muscles are the last ones to really give out um this goes usually very quickly so three to five years after diagnosis people usually die from als but some cases go very much faster very rarely and some cases go very much more slowly so stephen hawking was a an example of that the theoretical physicist who lived for many years with als um probably because he he had a a tracheotomy and he was breathing through a machine um but what i noticed over the last year have been cases and people reporting to me via email or through friends that you know they've noticed an increase in cases of als so the first case was a report of three cases uh, in 2021 um in an area area of northern sweden with only four and a half thousand inhabitants and that's very unusual because the lifetime risk for als is about one per 600 that means that uh throughout your entire life one in 600 people will get als um so that already flagged things for me and i started to mail around some neurologists i knew and asked them you know have you heard about anything with these point of also was two of those cases went very quickly so those people had already died within a year and then there was a famous swedish hockey player called ice hockey called Borja salming who got als and died very quickly within a year and now I heard a story from a nurse um, in southwestern Sweden that has, has a family where three members of that family have all got ALS. And they, the family thinks or knows that they were all happened in conjunction with receiving a vaccination against SARS-CoV-2. Um, and I also know another person personally, his best friend developed ALS uh, the, the few days after getting his first injection in his in his arm was affected and then his leg was infected when affected when he got the second shot. So, I mean, f- professionally, this is completely off the scale. Um, I've never heard of this before. And I, I know, you know, from the frequency with which it's happening is this this is totally. Yeah, this is completely unusual. Well, it definitely is just unheard of in my medical career to see such skyrocketing varied kinds of medical damage, turbo cancers, ovarian failure, premature menopause, testicular failure, hypogonadism in men, the autoimmune disorders, the myocarditis, the brain inflammation, skyrocketing dementias, all the way around. It is truly just unprecedented And I wanted to bring up, before the break, I wanted to bring up something else. Dr. William Mackis in Canada has been doing a phenomenal job. And in fact, I encourage everyone to subscribe to his Substack, where he is, it's a nominal charge, but it's an incredible data analysis. But, But he brought out recently an article about 96 Canadian children, ages 2 to 19, died suddenly or unexpectedly in the last three months. And he is bringing out 
the warnings to the parents. And it is, it's, it's just beyond comprehension that Canadian authorities are not jumping all over this to investigate it. FDA authorities are not, and CDC are not investigating the deaths of children in the U.S. And I'm sure all of you in Europe are seeing exactly the same pattern. Uh, yes. Why do you want to go, Mike? No, I'm nothing. I would just uh, agree that uh, I, I'm not a physician, I'm a PhD or a scientist, but I know lots of people who who are medically qualified, and they they would agree with everything you just said there, Doctor Lee. That uh, people have not only their own experience, if they've a wide enough circle, they they know people who've been uh, injured or, or even killed. Um, and yet the authorities are, are just pretending that, that everything's fine. They, basically, they're, they're gaslighting the population that they've assaulted. It's, it's just awful. It's very difficult to get people who don't, people who think the narrative that there's, there's been a you know, nasty virus and a big pandemic and the authorities have done their best and look how quickly they've come out with, a, with, with this, these vaccines and so on. If they believe that, if they just watch the regular TV, when I try and explain to them that, that they're being deliberately harmed by materials that are designed to injure and kill, they, of course, they don't believe me. I'm not surprised. It's fiendishly difficult to persuade. Well, it's very difficult to wrap your mind around the intentionality of killing millions of people around the world. Let me just summarize this segment with with this. The Schwab paper, and we'll put a link to it in, in the show notes. The Schwab paper is a good indicator that at least, at least minimum 14% of the people who died within 20 days of vaccination were killed by the vaccine. But the actual number is likely far higher than that because that was the minimum number of cases in that study, one study, that could be definitively proved there was no other cause. And Dr. McCullough, in some of his writings, has actually gone further and pointed out that at least 70% of the people who died within 20 days of vaccination had symptoms consistent with a vaccine-caused death. And then we have Rancourt and Skidmore that show, here's the number that Americans need to pay attention to, and then we'll take a break and we'll be right back to further discuss this. But here's a number you should really pay attention to. If you look at the papers by Rancourt and Skidmore, again, we'll put them in the show, that they're killing on average one person per 1,000 doses overall. So in America, that means that the COVID shots have killed over 600,000 Americans. And if you look at the fact that the FDA withdraws eye drops, if one person dies, why are they, are, have we been mandating the vaccines that we can estimate have killed 600,000 Americans? And I think the key point here is that the leading pathologist in Germany was threatened with, and his family was threatened. He had to go undercover, Dr. John Campbell in the UK cannot speak out freely. All of us are being censored here in the US. They want to make sure that the public doesn't see the death rates 
from the COVID shots. And this is why we do the vaccine report and the whistleblower report every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday on America Out Loud Talk Radio, and then archived on our channel, www.whistlebloworreports. This is Dr. Lee for America with the whistleblower report telling you the truth to expose the lies and deception. We will be right back after the break. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with our Vaccine Report International Team, Dr. Mike Eden from the UK, Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe from Sweden, and Andrea Klerich from Croatia. And we are exposing what the regulatory authorities are not telling the public. We talked about the Schwab paper and the, the German prestigious scientists that clearly showed the COVID shots, COVID shots were, causing were causing death. And we are going to be talking about some of the mechanisms of that that go to Dr. Yeadon's point that he's been explaining to the public for the last over two years. So Dr. Eden, let's talk about the whole concept of self versus non-self and why these damages are so severe. Yes, certainly. Thank you again. Uh, yes, I, I explain it to people by asking them to think about uh, why is it that your body uh, it stays in in perfect health if you if you treat it well and you know you don't abuse it with drugs or alcohol or eating too much. How is it that your your body uh, is plays nice with itself? But if it's infected, it can go to war and and to save you. Uh, and the explanation for this is wonderful. It was discovered so a few decades ago that your immune system is incredibly sensitively tuned to 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 differentiate yourself from anything that's foreign anything that's not meant to be there anything we call non-self so if if only the things in your body the cells and tissues your blood and everything is you your immune system will not attack it it's like uh, highly armed troops that are your friends but if someone gets into the compound if there is a, a, an invasion something recognizes foreign or non-self now your troops go to war and they they engage in street fighting as it were in this case attacking uh, whatever part of your body these injected materials have landed that's that's the frightening thing that there have been no medical products like this in the past where there is a genetic coding uh, for something that's in the in the in the medicinal material, and what these all of these um, vaccines in commas, uh code for is a piece of foreign protein, a piece of the, the the virus spike, and wherever that material injected in you lands in your body, uh, so those cells and tissues begin to manufacture the foreign material that shouldn't be there, and so your immune system attacks it and injures or kills it, and that I believe is the fundamental explanation for why there are hundreds of different kinds of toxicity. That's the only plausible explanation I've heard. And, uh, and not only that, without blowing my trumpet too, too loudly, along with Dr. Wolfgang Vodarg, uh, I wrote an open letter to the European agency before any 
of these vaccines were authorized. And this is what's happened. So we, we're not Monday morning quarterbacking. We said this is troubling. This is what we expect to happen. Uh, it did happen. Of course, our, our open letter was subject to censorship and we were both immediately smeared. So that evidence, folks, if you've listened to that, I'd know, neither of us had any motive to say anything other than what we thought was the truth. We wrote it down. Uh, the authorities responded violently because they didn't like the truth being told. And over the subsequent months and years, it's exactly what we worried about. And they're continuing to uh, abuse the public by pretending nothing's happening. You're exactly right. And that is actually that goes to the point that they made in the swab paper during the examination of the heart. The pathological examination showed specific infiltration of the heart with a unique pathological change. We won't go into all of the details of that, but just the fact that there was something unique related to the way the COVID shots worked that was damaging the heart that they could show on the autopsy studies at the cellular level goes to the very point that you're making, Dr. Eden, that these COVID shots trigger the body to make the foreign proteins that then the body reacts to and causes damage. Now, part of the problem is people say, well, how can the COVID shot affect so many different organ systems? And you've had some comments on that, you and, and Dr. Gilthorpe both. So explain that. Well, yeah, I'll do it very briefly and hand over to Jonathan, but exactly what I just said. So I'll say it again, that the, the whole fundamental mechanism of these gene-based uh, vaccines is that wherever they go in the body, so your body will, can, will look at that the code and say, okay, well, you want me to make the spike protein, do you? And that's what's happened. So if it goes in the, in the heart after injection, then your body will attack that, that, that organ and you'll get myocarditis, pericarditis. If it's in the nerves, you'll get neurological problems. If it's in your gonads, uh, you, you may become infertile. If in your pregnant uterus, you may lose your baby. So it's the common underlying mechanism of what I would call mechanism of toxicity that's built into these things. It's not an accident. It's not a mistake. Uh, it's not an aha. I, I believe that whoever designed these things intended this. So, Jonathan. Yes, my, I mean, I keep we keep mistakenly calling these mRNA shots vaccines. Um, right. Although they are classified as vaccines by the regulators, they are not. They are gene therapies that are designed to express or turn on a, a completely new protein in our cells. Uh, this is the spike protein, which, yes, you would normally be exposed to if you were infected by SARS-CoV-2, but it would be in a restricted number of cells and it would be cleared from the body very quickly within a few days. Um, so that's one point. These these are not vaccines. They, they may have vaccine-like properties, but they have the much greater chance of being toxic by design, as we've talked about. And, and the other the aspect of that is that delivered through an L a liquid lipid nanoparticle by shooting them into your arm, they distribute throughout the entire body. It's like a shotgun. You have no idea where they went or which cells took them up. And that's, you know, talks to the point that you mentioned, Mike, about why we see toxicity in so many different ways. 
there's another aspect which is a little bit more complex though is that so normally in our body we have these things called cytotoxic t cells and their job is the the t cells are a, a, a lymphocyte they're normally present in the blood and circulate through the body but they survey tissues and they look for problems with our normally healthy cells so if they spot a cell that is infected with a virus or if they spot a cell which is on its way to forming a cancer or a tumor they'll go in and they will destroy it um, they're e extremely efficient and they're important for homeostasis so the normal health of every single organ in our body from brain to testes to ovaries to liver to kidney um, and these cells take up the mrna so and they distribute it around the body so i think what's happening and the reason some people get turbo cancer for example is their t-cells have been reprogrammed they're they're haywire and they can't do their normal job of surveilling the cancer and keeping cancer cells under control and therefore the cancer just grows uh unrestrained and very quickly and you know i've never heard of turbo cancer before the mrna shots were rolled out and now i know a number of people that have died within a, a week or two of diagnosis they had no idea they had cancer they went to the doctor with a pain somewhere at least five people now i've heard of that you know direct not direct friends but friends of friends that have, have died very quickly from cancer at a young age and this is not normal so I think the T cell effect is, is one way to explain, you know, these very varied ways that these products are toxic by design. Well, that's certainly what I was suspicious about in 2020. And it's certainly what I've been seeing in horrific ways in the damage to patients in my medical practice who got the shot. Andrea, your comments, you, you've had a lot of experience studying the data in Croatia, and you've had a lot of business and marketing experience over your career that gives you some different perspectives on all of this. Your, your comments on all that we've been discussing. Yes, I would like to simplify everything. Uh, well, uh, if uh, uh, correlation doesn't means causation but you we have to see that it doesn't not mean that means it could be causation the same as correlation but you as authority have to prove it you are the one who have to prove this there is no causation uh, correlation is not causation because we are function you are a decision maker we are functioning on the way of trust we have to trust our authorities that's why you have to prove, because there isn't any more trust in any authorities. For example, if now happened really pandemic for some kind of disaster, nobody will any more trust authorities, especially I can say in Croatia. That means that we are in danger. If really is necessary to do something together, we will not trust to nobody. That's why they have to regain trust. They have to prove us that causation is not correlation. And maybe I can add here also that in June 2022, guest editorial in the Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons, Jane Orient, wrote, when thousands of unexpected sudden deaths or deaths after short illness are reported in the previous healthy young persons, gathering post-mortem information is of substantial scientific 
clinical, social, and legal importance. However, contraintuitively, despite this obvious need, available data are very scarce. This is something that has to be changed. We have to find, we have to get data who show us, prove us that really we, are not, uh, we don't have to afraid of uh, this job. And finally, from this letter that I wrote to Halmet Creation Agency for, for Medical Products, they said that they are not allowed to control products what enter in Croatia because they are already controlled by the independent laboratories or from producers. That means they believe in documents from producer. We have to, uh, I have to say that this producer, for example, in Pfizer case, want to cover these documents for 75 years. And they are still trust them. And finally, I ask them and I ask everybody, if you are sure that everything is okay, why don't you allow that simple testing to show that everything is okay with this virus? There is no any impurance in this virus. And this is one logical and common sense question. It's exactly right. We have not been focusing on common sense. The public is, the public knows something's wrong. And when they are lied to, it's very much, you know, it's analogous to a dysfunctional alcoholic family. When everybody knows there's a problem that, let's say, the father or the mother is alcoholic, and everybody knows it, and the children know there's something terribly wrong, they know their parents aren't normal, and the parents lie to the children and their relatives and their neighbors and their workplace, and they say, oh, no, there's nothing wrong. I don't have an alcohol problem. I can handle it. And everybody knows there is something horribly wrong. This situation with the cover-up of the vaccine deaths and injuries and the skyrocketing disabilities among our working age population that is devastating for the stability of the workforce is, is just so enormous. It's, it's such a big elephant. It takes up the whole size of the United States and everybody's in the authority is pretending it's not there. It just and makes elephant, me nuts. And <laughs> elephant suddenly die in the room. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> saw that. Yeah, and the elephant is stinking yeah. <laughs> in the room. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So what are you able to get done in Croatia that's moving this forward? I'm now planning to make a court case. I will press them to give me a chance to control these files. That's the only way now, because I don't think and I don't believe because I thought also to uh, talk to my lawyers. And I think it's our, under, it's our constitution is something that is above of these regulations and, and, uh, and what they are saying, what they made contract with the distributor. That means we are, according to creation law, have a right to know what is in the wires, what they administered in 5.3 million doses in Croatia. Wires because uh, we couldn't work without this. We couldn't go to the public places. Uh, there was a big tyranny because of it. And 
uh, people has a right to know what, what was the reason and is this really everything okay with this virus? Any comments? Dr. Eden, Dr. Gilthorpe? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, absolutely, Andrea, I think it's really good that you simplify it down to that level. Um, we are labelled and branded as anti-vaxxers because we are crying out for the authorities to provide this information that shows these products were made safely and effectively. And we know that they weren't, um, but we're not being given that information. We're just called anti-vaxxers. I'd like to draw everyone's attention to a post that was made by Derek Bros back in 2019 that Gabby, Gavi, the Global uh, Alliance on Vaccines, started to uh, shout about the anti-vaxxers being a threat to future society already in May 2019. So, you know, um, four or five months before SARS-CoV-2 and the pandemic uh, was upon us, uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm not sure if anyone else does. Well, I don't think it was a coincidence, Dr. Gilthorpe. I, yes, I think it, all it of it was this a goes... rhetorical question. Lovely. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to the well, audience, but you know, this is this is uh, engineered, and um, the evidence that it's engineered, or even the circumstantial evidence that it's engineered, is enormous. But um, as we said, they, they will not provide that information to show these things are safe and effective, just like they will not provide uh, van der Leyen's uh, WhatsApp messages with Albert Buhler, the, uh, the head of Pfizer, about the deals that were done b b between the EU and the vaccine companies. So, you know, there, there's, there's no smoke without fire in, in my mind. If someone honestly knows that these are safe, they would provide that information. Well, exactly right. And if... All of us who are speaking out were not telling the truth. They wouldn't make such an effort to censor us consistently. Literally, I've personally experienced that censorship since my first editorials started going out in March of 2020, warning about what was happening to cover up effective treatment for COVID. So uh, the public, all of you listening and that's why I jumped in to say it is no coincidence, because while some people listening may get it that it's a rhetorical question, we just need to keep making it very clear to the public, we are validating your concerns by showing you the data that supports the things you're seeing all around you that don't make sense, that are causing damage at every level. Andrea, even to the point of sabotaging produce crops, which you can speak to from your long experience in having a worldwide produce manufacturing and supply company, look at all the things they're doing with these mRNA gene therapy uh, chemicals that they are spraying on the vegetable crops. All of this is intentional. For sure. Well, nothing is coincidence. And uh, I can add to this uh, censorship. I was in the creation show for six times and three of these times, even four, I think I was talking about this uh, official data about vaccines and about vaccine adverse events. And not only that, um, about everything else, what was happening with uh, uh, this COVID 
plan. And I was also publicly stated that please somebody press a charge against me for lying because finally I would like to go to the court to prove what I'm telling. And also at the same time in Croatia, they pressed the charges against five uh, physicians who also was talking publicly and all of them uh, were offering me as a, as a witness. And this court, it's, it's a medical court, we can say, they didn't accept me as, a, as a, um, a witness because these things are not important for these cases. That means whenever we offer to, to give any proof, nobody wants to take a look at it. And even this uh, formal agency, Halmed, when I send them all this proof and also give them uh, data in one connection, and I can show in this connection how many times they open the connection, they never open it. You know, I give them proof, more than 3,000 documents, pre-review studies or, care, or cases to prove there is a causation and correlation between adverse events and vaccines. And they didn't even open once this document. That means they know what is happening. And I have to say, I have to paraphrase somebody who says that when people doesn't want to talk about something, that means they know already everything about that. That means they, they, that's why they don't want to uh, uh, um, answer our questions. And concerning my experience in the work, well, uh, whenever you do any kind of uh, serious job, the, doesn't matter what kind of products, you have to make really strong contracts and also controlling mechanism for everything. And both of the sides agreed to control where they don't have nothing to hide. If we have nothing to hide, why don't you let us to control? Why don't you answer our questions? Why don't you give us proof for your, your uh, statements? No, you just want us to trust you at the same time Whenever we say something, what doesn't go in your favor, in this in this moment, you censor us, and this is uh, for me, it's a smoking gun. I think that's a really good way of putting it, and we are surrounded with sources, reliable, reputable highly credentialed physicians and scientists and independent researchers and business analysts. I mean, look at the data that Edward Dowd has been bringing out with his team and, and all the data that, that you've brought out in Croatia. We are surrounded by smoking guns, and yet all of the authorities worldwide lockstep threatening those who speak out and lying about the presence of all of these smoking guns trained on humanity. Dr. Eden, your thoughts in closing, because we're about out of time today, but we're going to keep this going and we're going to keep bringing the common sense and truth to the public. Yeah, just a real quick one. There's a friend of mine called Nick Hudson in South Africa, and he's come up with a three points that allows you to work out whether what you're being told is true or a scam. He says the hallmark is a big global uh, problem that's exaggerated. Uh, uh, the situation only allows centralized and global solutions. And finally, to Andrea's point, 
any dissenting voices are ruthlessly smeared and censored. If you see these three things, ladies and gentlemen, it's absolutely diagnostic of a scam. And that's what's happening. Just like we use diagnostic criteria in medicine, that is an excellent diagnostic criteria summary for the global lie, the destructive lie that is costing lives, livelihoods, the social fabric and sovereignty of every civilized nation on earth. At this point, remember the end game they announced in the 1960s and 70s is depopulation and everything that they are doing is aimed at that one end goal. And we are the ones who can stand against it. They are, the plan is to use the vaccine passport as control. Control by governments leads to your inability to even buy food or move or get proper medical care if they decide you don't get it. And how are they going to implement that? As you've heard Dr. Eden say over and over, central bank digital currency, the vaccine passport tied to CBDC and tied to 15-minute cities and tied to restriction on every aspect of your life. The end result of that is death, which goes back around to connect the dots with the agenda that was announced in 1974 by Henry Kissinger, global depopulation, signed on to by the Cairo Accords in Egypt in 1994, with 194 nations agreeing to global depopulation, the 2005 International Health Regulatory Agreements to put World Health Organization in control of public health response, and it's followed by the Liverpool Protocol in England, killing people in the NHS hospitals in the 1990s, then the complete live system in the U.S. that was immortalized in Obamacare and became the COVID death protocol, and now the COVID shot death protocol. America and the world listening, wake up. Your life is at stake. Your freedom is at stake. And when your freedom is at stake, your life is at stake. So it all comes back to your life is on the line. Time to stand against evil, time to speak out, and time to share all of these whistleblower reports as widely as you can and get active and let's stop the death of humanity and the death of animal life and the death of our food crops. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back again with another whistleblower report every day, Monday through Friday, 12 noon, 12 midnight on America Out Loud Talk Radio and archived on www.whistleblowerreports.org. Go to our website, truthforhealth.org and download our vaccine injury treatment guide if you've gotten the COVID shot and you're having adverse effects on your health. We are here to help you and bring you truth against the lies and deception. 